It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. It's Wednesday. I almost said it was Friday. It's not. It's 5.30. It's Wednesday. Uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, Mitch Tischler will join us. Of course, Beltway Football Podcast uh, with J.B. Finley. Uh, Mitch, uh, so good on all things commanders, always locked in, always has a nice little tidbit of information hidden somewhere in his answers that you're like, wait a second, hold on. Let's circle back to that. Um, so Mitch will join us, and then Dave Johnson will join us because it is a Wizards game day. Uh, real things coming up at the end of the show as well. But 5.30 on a Wednesday means, Anthony, it is time to read them comments. It's time to read those comments, baby. We tried to warn them. They didn't listen. Every week, the Hoffman Show goes into the belly of the beast. We read those comments, baby. Never read the comments. All right, every Wednesday at 5.30, we dive into the YouTube comments at Craig Hoffman at the Team 980, where uh, we post clips of the show. If you're not subscribed, our goal is to get the Team 980's account to 1,000 followers by the Super Bowl. So we got about a month to do it. We need a little under 200. So if you haven't uh, subscribed there, please, by all means, do so. We stream our entire show live there every day exclusively on the video side. And of course, we post the highlights there and on my page at Craig Hoffman. All right, Anthony, it has been a, uh, a doozy of a week for comments because people just have such strong opinions on things. Um, that are polar opposites, which I think is pretty interesting. Like, it seems like half the comments, like we, Logan and I, uh, and on this show, obviously, because my opinion doesn't change from Take Command to the Hoffman Show, I just express it, you know, into the same microphone often, uh, or the one in the studio versus the one at home. Point is, I, you know, we're like, hey, this is who Sam is. He's a high-end backup. He's a guy you could win games with, but not a guy you should rely on necessarily. Probably best to move on in 2024. And then the comments are on the polar extremes of those two things. The comments are either Sam is and always has been terrible. He sucks. He's irredeemable. And you should uh, feel shame for ever thinking that he could be good. Or Sam Howell is actually God's gift to quarterbacking. And if all he needs is a little bit more time to develop and a better play caller, a better defense, and a better everything around him. I find that hilarious because people react that way watching the same videos, listening to the same conversation. Um, so it is a lot of just people hearing what they want to hear, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also, I will say this before we dive into the comments themselves. People have started doing this weird thing on videos where they like, they'll be like, bro. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Because that comment doesn't make sense with this video. And they'd be like, I'm just kidding. It's my take. And I'm like, do you understand how YouTube works? Like, who just goes to YouTube and uses it as a mess, as, as their journal, as their diary? So I'm going to, I'm going to politely ask if you're doing that, don't for your own good. Just go buy a diary. They have like probably new fancy ones that are for a year. I'm just, you know trying to help you out all right to the comments themselves starting with brian mulholland who came at me strong brian mulholland uh 2467 
uh, who says, I find it a bit disingenuous for Craig to act like he was in the withhold judgment camp when he was doing segments calling Howell a top 10 QB and asking what more people needed to see earlier in the year. If you want to be a hot take artist, don't assume people won't remember. The problem with that positivity and with the current negativity is sample size. Sam's a young quarterback. He did, in fact, improve his game in multiple ways during the season. What he's going through now could just be the ups and downs of an inexperienced QB, or it could be that this is who he is. We only get 17 games of sample size for incoming regime, uh, for the incoming regime to make a decision on. I wish it was more, but it's not. Ultimately, Craig is right with what Sam did in his 17-game sample. wasn't good enough to pass on a QB in the draft. If you have a shot at someone, the new regime loves. Um, I think... Brian's comment uh, on my disingenuousness is uh, not reflective of what actually happened this season. I, I think we tried to. And Anthony, you tell me if, if I'm just trying to be too kind to myself in hindsight here. But I feel like we made a real effort to say this is where it is right now. This is the direction it's trending. But all decision, all sales are not final. Right? Like, it was something where I said, hey, I you know, I don't know what more people want to see from Sam other than more of this. And sometimes that was it. It's like, hey, he's doing all the right things. He's just got to keep doing it. Then he didn't. And that, that trajectory, that progression versus regression versus neutral state is the whole thing. So it's not, it's not one, like, I, I don't know. If you, you want to, if you get off calling me a hot take artist, like you just don't listen to the show. Like I just, I strive so hard not to be. I really, anytime I feel like I'm, and there are times that before the show, I'll fire off some spicy take to Anthony and then we'll start talking about it and I'll mellow it down because like, I don't want to bring that to the air. I'm, I try to be extraordinarily responsible with what I say into these microphones. So like, that's just, that's a personal whatever, but I really do think we did as good of a job as anybody of trying to do the exact opposite. So if I failed, like I'll, I own it, I'm sorry. But like we really did try to say, like, hey, these are this is trending the right direction until the moment that it wasn't, and then we said that too. Yeah, I think you were pretty consistent just all year. To be honest, just saying like we need a, a larger sample size of Sam Howe's games uh, in order to you know fully evaluate you know who he is as a player. And, you know, everybody, you know, was jumping the gun and saying, you know, he's our franchise QB, John Allen, Ron Rivera. Everybody's backing him up. And I think we don't – I don't think we really fell into that trap. We just wanted to see more. And that's pretty much what the rest of the season was geared towards. Is sure. Sam our QB one of, you know, of the future kind of thing? And he sort of kind of went about answering it for us. Yeah, my, my, my thought process all along is, like, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like we didn't know how he would do after he got past like seven games worth of tape for the defenses had on him. The answer was not good. And part of that was certainly the circumstances. And I look, I do feel like and I'm not saying this just to toot my own horn. I'm just saying, like, if you think I'm the hot take guy, like I was before everyone else saying that the, the way they were playing was a problem. Like, other people were, were buying into the Rivera, Biennemi, like, this is good for his development. I was like, no, this is terrible for his development. And people were like, oh, well, this is just the way EB is. He knows what he's doing. I'm like, I don't doubt that EB is really smart, but this is a bad idea. And, like, I I just, I now everyone's parroting my point back to me. Like, I wasn't the one who said it first. 
And again, like I, I'm going to stop right there because I don't, I'm already like sweating uncomfortable because I've now made this about me. Um, as opposed to about the subject matter at hand. The, the point is like, it takes Logan said it in, in take command. It's seven games worth of tape is kind of his threshold for do how do defenses react? Because now they've got tape on you. And once they had the tape, the answer was not good. The circumstances certainly could have been better. I like a lot about Sam, but we're at a point in the timeline, realistically, where I think it would be, it can't be option A. It's not, you're not dead if he's a bridge guy for you next year. And maybe, maybe he does turn into Jalen Hurts, where, or Brock Purdy even, to an extent, where those guys were like, they showed just something, but like you weren't like, this is definitely our long-term plan. And they got another year because of circumstances. In Brock Purdy's case, they won a ton of games. Um, and they saw some stuff that was encouraging and kind of the way the timeline worked out. Um, he only had to play eight games. Um, and then he got hurt in the playoffs and there wasn't that chance for a, a first season regression. And in Jalen's case, like they had invested a second round pick in the guy. So like he was worth them continuing down that road on. And then lo and behold, like, there was a, a huge leap uh, multiple years into their careers. And maybe if Sam, if, if the draft falls in a way that Sam winds up being a bridge guy for you next year, then, or something wacky happens, you draft your, your quarterback, that guy gets hurt in the spring, and all of a sudden Sam's the bridge guy um, to what you think is your young quarterback starting in year two. Um, and Sam is incredible. That could, maybe that happens. I don't think that's impossible. But you have to make the best decision you can based off of the evidence that's available now. And that evidence to me is pretty clear that you should pursue a quarterback in the draft, whether it's at the second pick or later in the first round with a trade back or whatever it may be. All right. Continuing on with the comments, uh, Andrew Thomas, 3478 says, I pull for Hal. He's a great kid and tough as nails. And the arm talent is real. The situational stuff is real. Rescheme, O-line, etc. The reality is that he does have glaring deficiencies that he's had since college. What we have seen is regression to his mean. People like to quote Manning's rookie year, etc. That's fine, but Manning was a number one pick, and you also saw progression throughout the year. Not regression. Regression is bad, especially with the young QB. Good take, Craig. Uh, I think actually it's a W take. I'm guessing that's a winning take. Uh, the future is bright. New GM, top five, or new GM, five top 100 picks in a loaded draft, $120 million in cap space if you restructure some contracts, and a loaded free agency. Ben Johnson or Frank Smith or Bobby Slowick dialing it up. Let's go. Like, yeah, that's the point is you have to be, you know, wary of confirmation bias, but you also can't ignore when you think something is true and then it happens. And so if the deficiencies in Sam's game, his ability to avoid pressure in a way that's productive, his inability to read the middle of the field, his accuracy stuff, you know, some decision-making qualms, uh, throwing with anticipation, which is a must in the NFL. If those things don't improve, you don't get to continue to, you know, have that opportunity to grow. It's just the reality of it. And that's what we saw in the back half of the season from Sam Howell. I really like that phrase in Andrew's comment, a regression to his mean. Uh, quadruple dubs says having filmed a study against makes a huge difference, especially when the player isn't great. In my opinion, that's exactly what happened with Hal. I still think Sam's better than his draft position, but there's no way a brand new staff is going to roll the dice on a guy that's graded as a fifth round talent. 
especially with the number two pick. I think it's worth pointing out that like before the benching games, when we had Matt Miller on take command, he was, and he loves Jaden Daniels, thinks he's a top five pick, was like, I would stick with Hal. But I think what you saw in those games is like what happens when elite defenses have film on Sam at this stage in his career. And it's benchable bad. And you just can't live like that. And that puts him, I, do I think Sam is better than like Nick Mullins? Sure. But like, that's the Nick Mullins thing. Like Nick Mullins is talented. He can have big games, but he also could throw four picks uh, with regularity. Um, there's plenty of other guys like that in the league. That kind of 25 to 40 best quarterbacks on the planet. Guys that can absolutely win games, can rip you a 300-yard, three-touchdown, no-pick game every once in a while. But over time, if teams get tape on you in a scheme and see what you want to do, they'll, they're going to limit you to 170, one touchdown, and two picks. And that's going to kind of be the average day. And that's not what you're looking for. Can that be enhanced to a 225, one touchdown, one pick day if you have great talent around? Sure. Can you win football games like that if your defense is fantastic? Absolutely. But is it, it does it mean you should stop, like just invest in that guy and stop searching for quarterback? No. But I do think it's good enough that you're not like, we don't have a quarterback next year. We have to take someone at two. Like, if you want to, if you want to swing for Penix or Knicks or whoever later in the in the first round and trade back or trade back into the first round or hope that one of them falls to the early second, that's not the worst thing either. Uh, that brings us to uh, our buddy William's comment. William uh, Bontrager, uh, twenty three forty nine says, "Let's calm down." Well, I agree that Sam's play does fluctuate wildly based on opponent. So does most quarterbacks. The question is, why does he fluctuate? Is it a fixable issue or an issue of lack of ability? He threw or will throw for 4,000 yards and at least 20 touchdowns and at least 19 picks. That's not a great season, but it's not a terrible one either, considering. Can a new scheme, better line, and any kind of run game uh, pick or cut the picks in half and add 10 more TDs. If you can have a 4,000 yard, 30 touchdown, 10 interception quarterback, then that's the NFL's, or that's a top 10 NFL QB. If Caleb Williams falls in your lap, then okay, I got that. If not, and Marvin Harrison Jr. or a trade down that nets more than a 2025 first is on the table, then I take that over Mays or Daniels. Maybe you take a quarterback in the second or third to compete, but you give Howell another year in a new system. This is a plan that I'm actually more fine with than probably some people would imagine. Like if you can if you can trade down, get an elite player, get a second awesome pick for next year. You know, if New England wants to trade up uh, because they really love one of the quarterbacks or whatever, and you can stay in the top five, top seven, and you draft a guy. You know, uh, I don't even know who the the third rounders are this year, but. Maybe the top of the second, you can get Knicks or Penix, and you, those guys compete with Howell with the hope that eventually one of them takes over. And again, maybe Sam winds up winning the job by a distinct amount, and you do wind up with a guy who, you know, in, in another year and a better running game and better players around him and a better line has a monster year. Because you're right. If you can get a 4,000-yard, 30-touchdown, 10-pick season out of this guy, then he's your guy. I just think that's unlikely. I think getting the picks down below 15 is going to be really hard. I think adding another 10 touchdowns is significant. That's like, you know, two every three games kind of kind of add here. Um, and I don't I don't know that that is there. 
Um, especially if you're, you're talking about can the can the interceptions come way down if you add a run game? Sure. But part of the reason he has so many passing touchdowns is because he got so many passing attempts. So all those stats are inflated. So if you cut the, the passing attempts down, can you get to 4,000? Are you efficient enough as a passer? Can you get to 30 touchdowns? Do you, do you have that big playability? He hasn't necessarily shown that despite the arm talent this year. He's missed a lot, uh, some opportunities down the field for a variety of reasons. And certainly a better offensive line could help enhance some of that. So it cuts both ways. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a lot. When you go to the first part of Williams' comment, is, the, is it a fixable issue or an issue of lack of ability? His career would tell you, despite the physical talents, despite some of the, the high-end stuff he does, it's a lack of ability in terms of consistency. And that feels so harsh because I really like Sam's makeup. I like his mentality. Like I, I like all that stuff. But if you just be like, hey, I'm going to be less empathetic. I'm going to be less uh, nice. I'm just going to harshly, and not harshly in terms of like I'm going to be extra mean about it, but like I'm not going to soften it. I'm just going to, I'm going to give the evaluation. He's a guy that struggled throughout his entire career to throw with anticipation. He has been extremely dependent on the talent around him at Carolina. Um, and everyone likes to point to that senior year. It's like, oh, well, he ran more. And it's like, okay, if you stuck a super high-end quarterback, they would elevate lesser players, not be like, oh, we have to change the entire game. So there's like some there's some wiggle room on the argument for there. So he's relying on the talent around him. And he doesn't see the field great. Those were things that I was hoping earlier in the year would get better. They didn't, which is why we're here. Um, user, oh, these are my favorite, Anthony. User CX9ZU6CD9Z. When you sign up for YouTube, just put your name. Anthony, uh, you got, you're on YouTube, yeah? Yep. What's your, do you have a, a, a screen name handle? Like if you were to leave a comment, do you, do you have uh, a name or are you user... Blah, 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 blah. So this is the account that my brother and I made when I was 11 years old. And it's just oh. J, the capital letter N, Ant, and we were both born in 1996. So you're just J and Ant 1996. 1996. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It's nothing crazy, you know. It's better than user CX9ZU6CD9Z on the turbo. Ready? Turbo, set hut. Yeah, that's... Call him the alphabet man. It's good gracious. It's a lot. It'd be great in Scrabble though. Got some X's, <laughs> yeah, got some got some Z's. Yeah. C's worth a nice amount of points. Uh -huh. Got a couple of those. Just saying. Good luck, good luck putting that down on a Scrabble board without your uh, your family throwing the tiles at you. Yeah. Anyway, uh his comment is what happened to Sam not having a running game and now is shell shocked just last week, never given a good chance. Uh sure did flip that quick. But I do listen to you. Thanks, user nine C whatever. Um, yeah, it. He he looked better this week. He looked really bad the week before. This is what happens again. Like, I don't really understand folks who don't want to take in new information and pretend like it matters. Like, you you take in more data points as they come, and that influences your decision. They, these things are fluid. Um, players grow, players regress, situations change or in terms of personnel around them. Like there's a lot of things that go into these factors. So like, yeah, he looked shell-shocked 
And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I would start him in the finale because he looks really good and not looks really good, but he didn't look shell shocked anymore. I think that there was like him getting benched, even though he didn't miss a game, was enough to kind of relieve the pressure mentally to get him back on track. So that's good, I guess. Uh, Mr. DCB215, let's say we draft a quarterback in the first round. Let's say that drafted quarterback performed the same way Hal has. 20 TD passes, another five rushing, through 19 interceptions, etc. Let's also say there was a brand new coordinator, one of the worst defenses in the league, and the team ended up winning four games. At the end of the season, would you say we need to move on? And I think this argument has been made a lot. So I, I'm hoping that everyone who is making this argument is going to listen to me when I tell you this very basic statement and then explanation. The basic statement is, it's not the same. A fifth rounder going into year three is different than a first rounder going into year two. First, the contract, right? Contractually, first rounder, five-year contract. Five-year team control, good price. First four, excellent price. Fifth-year option, moderately expensive, but not nearly as expensive as a veteran quarter deal. Um, often, though, after your first four years, you wind up signing it to spread out the cap hit. Uh, on that fifth year and, and moving forward. So you get four years of, of really good price versus two years left on Sam of really good price. So that's, or three years left after a, a quarterback's rookie year as a first rounder. That's thing one. Thing two, and I cannot stress this enough, draft stock, draft position is not randomly assigned. It isn't like they, they did a lottery ball and they're like, Sam Howell, fifth rounder, Caleb Williams, first, Troy Aikman, first. No, professional scouts who are the best in the world at what they do looked at these players and said, this guy is probably going to be excellent. We should take him in the first round. Then they play out that rookie season and they show a lot of flashes of the thing that you thought. They hopefully over the course of that, the deficiencies that give you any kind of reservation dissipate and the player improves and progresses. And you're like, wow, this was a good investment. Hopefully he continues to do that and we can continue to improve the team around him and we'll win way more than four games. When a guy is a fifth round pick, he's a fifth round pick for a reason. There are def enough deficiencies, significant deficiencies in his game to drop him especially a guy who has the upside of Sam Howell from an arm talent standpoint down to the fifth round. And when you see those deficiencies play out and they are a big reason why he takes so many sacks, a big reason why he throws so many interceptions. Yes. Despite the other circumstances, then you go, Hey, we were probably right about this kid. A fifth round pick becoming a good backup is actually a good draft pick. We did success, but not miracle. And you keep searching. And I cannot stress enough that, yes, I understand the logic here. Because I do think when you look at Sam and you strip away the, the draft stack, stock, he's a 23-year-old kid who has shown incredible toughness and resilience and has shown some flashes and did show some growth in areas this year. Not, a, not as much as you'd like, but did show some. And in that way, giving him another year is not outrageous. So hear me out on that. It's not like you're an idiot for thinking this. You're not dumb. You don't know nothing about football. Not, 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 whatever. 
it does mean, though, that it is probably worth looking somewhere else because it confirming the concerns that you had going in and the contract all of a sudden becomes an issue because in year three of four, if he is good next year, you have to, you're coming up on making a decision on paying him a ton of money versus a team that looks like it needs a substantial rebuild on some level, resetting the timeline and giving yourself a lot of flexibility in terms of resources to pay other guys and bring in key free agents at other positions to support a young quarterback for more years than just the two remaining on Howell's contract. That's where we end. Uh, never read the comments today. When we get back, Mitch Tischler joins us here on the Team 980.